This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about fallout shelters, right? Everybody's worried with North Korea. Oh, my Lord. All right. Nobody's really worried. I'm not concerned. But on the news, I don't know. There was an article in the Daily News. All right. that That's what I got. So... The New York Daily News had a big article about fallout shelters. And remember, we used to be paranoid back in the 60s. Don't you remember, guys? And that, you know, we should all be panicked because of Kim Jong-un and mm-hmm. God knows what. Now, I don't know about that. I think you just don't want to live near any parks with statues is what I think is really <laughs> the uh, the God thing you want to watch happen. out for. But uh, anyway, with that said... Um, yeah, basically like underground bunkers, you know, the, the bomb shelter radiation stuff, not something we've really gotten into. Um, not really a fear that, that we were focused on. Um, I know in the past we did talk about what to do with radiation and, you know, things like that, but basically, I don't know, we thought it'd be a good topic to explore and maybe get into some new stuff that, we don't really, uh, you know, get into. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin, you have some insight? Maybe some government buildings? Is yeah, that where was, we're starting? Actually, I was looking at um, some of the older... Uh, oh, older uh, skipping pages. I don't know. <laughs> the older bunkers in, uh, they were building in the 40s, and I okay. found this one that was pretty, uh, pretty extensive. All right. Uh, it was called Raven Rock, and it was basically an entire city built into a mountain. Okay. They basically hollowed the whole mountain out. Uh, It was in the early 1940s, and um, it had uh, medical facilities, uh, its own fire department, its own police department, its own dining hall that served four meals a day. 
was uh, for roughly about 5,000 people were there supposed to be able to fit in there. But this were this was like the government, the top government that was going to get in there. You know, it was right, right. by right by DC, so they could all the run elites, out there and, the swells. and hide out in there. Yeah, and um, they had like a really extensive plan on how they were going to deal with everybody else getting killed off and them being uh, being left. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, what would a plan like that look like? Well, they had yeah. They, all right, first off, the post office was going to be in charge of. Finding out who is who is still alive and who is dead, and what you would do is if you they found you alive afterwards, they'd give you a form uh, form eight zero one, and you would fill it out and you basically tell you know your family if your family's alive and this and that, and they printed out millions of these forms and they stacked them up because they were ready to go. Nice. They printed them all out and stacked them up in this in this bunker. Now, they figured the Park Service would be in charge of the refugee camps. That's um, smart. So they've got that designated that way. Uh, the Department of Agriculture hooked up with Nabisco, and they made, made it uh, saltines for everyone. 160 million tins of survival biscuits is what they're calling them. I like it. Um, I like a good biscuit. Here's, here's the interesting part about this. The Federal Reserve... Stored two billion dollars in cash, and this was in the 1970s. They stored two billion dollars in cash, but the cash they got was the two dollar bills. They started printing the two dollar bills, and nobody wanted them, so they just collected apparently a billion two dollar <laughs> bills, wrapped them up in saran wrap, and stuck it in there. Because obviously, cash is going to be important in two dollar increments. Two dollar increments, right? The National Archives uh, went through and they decided what documents were going to be the priority documents to get. So they were uh, they were going to save the uh, Gettysburg Address, I guess whatever it was that Lincoln. I guess they still have it. Um, Declaration of Independence, Constitution. They weren't even bothered about it because apparently bother. that wasn't going to work. That wasn't going to be important anymore in the new dictatorship. Um, the Liberty Bell. There was a plan to make sure that immediately, if, really? when the bombs fell, there were designated people that were going to go and get the Liberty Bell and save it. I like it. Mm. Um, but they decided not not to uh, bother worrying about the Constitution, and the other one was George Washington's Army Commission Papers, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Why even bother? Yeah. Um, so that was like the big one because that one, they really had all the plans worked out there. They had, you know, designated, uh, president, vice president, you know, the, the whole chain of command down to like 87 people all, all heading there side of the, uh, vice nice. president. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, there's a bunch of them though built in the sixties that were really in depth things. Uh, Cheyenne mountain complex was right. completed <clears throat> in the sixties Had thousands of feet of, uh, tunnels that went through the. The mountains there, the Cheyenne Mountain in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. And, uh, you know, there are always all those um, all those rumors about, you know, Denver Airport and all those places. Right. Um, but there's definitely many, many government-built bomb shelters that are, you know, most of them are really just used for storage anymore. They're not really a, not really a, a thing. I guess this... Uh, this one, the Raven Rock one, uh, after September 11th, they went through and restocked everything in there. So it's ready to go now. You know, what was that, 2000 and, uh, 2003? 
So, 14 years old now. The, the, the survival biscuits are starting to get a little bit old again, but... You know, that's flavors, what they mm-hmm. call that. So, you know, that's not wrong. All right. So, um, let's see here. Now, if you're building a, a bomb shelter... Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a nuclear bomb shelter or uh, any sort right. of bomb shelter. It it's could even same. just be kind of a hideout from, right. oh, China just, you know, red dawn happened when we look out the window. Right. And we need some getaway that's secret. But I, I think we are sticking to the underground or fortified. Right. Hurricanes. Because otherwise and, we're talking about anything. Yeah. You Hurricanes know? And, and volcano storm shelters. There's a lot of storm shelters when you go out to the Midwest that really hold up pretty well. You know, right. a lot of people just build their basements into into storm shelters. Bill code doors. Yep. There you go. There you go. So, but let's talk about radiation for a little while. Let's All talk right. about a, a little bit of the the nuclear bomb uh, scenario. Now, if you're not incinerated immediately, which if you live in a city, you're you know you're screwed. You're on your way out. Yeah, but yeah. um let me give you the uh the what the US government according to the ready.gov website ah, which by the way gov. when you go there and you look up the nuclear thing the whole website the whole top of the website is just a giant picture of a mushroom cloud nice so it's like a my my girl said said it's scare tactics, but I think that's safe for CNN. I don't know why the U.S. government would be trying to scare us with pictures of yeah. mushroom clouds on their websites. But they said uh, strategic missile sites and military bases, number one on the list. Centers of government such as Washington, D.C. and state capitals. Ooh. So, uh, you know, you might want to head out of there if you're worried about it. And what do you think? 50 miles out? 60 miles out. It really depends on the size of the bomb because there's, there's hydrogen bombs and there's th- thermonuclear bombs. That, I mean, they get just kept getting bigger and bigger, you know? Korea's, they're, they're just down there at the base, you know, with the regular atom bomb. Right. You know, that's old news. Um, But yeah, I'd say Washington, D.C., state capitals, they're, they're probably screwed. Uh, transportation and communication centers. Now, this was based uh, in the 1960s. I don't know that we really have communication centers. But transportation centers, that would be like um, O'Hare, Chicago. Right. Um, but you do have some, I airport. think, some some hubs of uh, electricity. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there are, if you did the research, some, mm-hmm. you know, crucial key points that you could – Right, devastate, right. but yeah, O'Hare. And, uh, what's uh, Dallas? Dallas. Uh, a lot of flights go through there. Right. Um, let's see, manufacturing, industrial, techno- technology, and financial centers. So that's probably uh, New York City. Detroit's probably safe at this point because they ain't making nothing. Yeah, any, why even? Uh, yeah, nobody's. Um, petroleum refineries, electrical power plants, and chemical plants. Um. And then major ports and airfields. So I've seen New York City come up there about 15 times in that list. So, uh, yeah, I'd stay away from New York. I'd stay away from Washington, D.C., Denver, and Chicago. They're probably the first to go in in an all-out strike. Now, there's three factors that you need to think about when you're building your own bomb shelters. Distance. Shielding. And timing. 
So distance, obviously, you want to be as far away from the initial blast as possible. Uh, shielding would be for radiation purposes. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit as far as uh, what, what materials you want to use on your, on your fallout shelter. Um, and time. Time is an interesting factor when it comes to the radiation. Greatest danger of radiation fallout is in the first two weeks. It will reduce by, or it will decline 1% of its initial radiation level after two weeks. Mm-hmm. But it will drop by 90% in, 90% in the first seven days. Okay. So after two weeks, you're pretty much safe to go outside. But the longer you wait, the better. The longer you wait, and then even when you do go out... It should be super limited, you know. Right. Oh, I have to go get. I left my coffee can over. Right. You know. Right. And you should use that time they say to spray down. Yeah. Spray down the area around you. You know, kind of wash the radioactive material. I know we mentioned, you know, in the Navy, the freshwater wash downs. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, it's that radioactive dust mm-hmm. afterward. I mean, obviously, you get blown up. That's it. It doesn't really matter. We don't need right. to have this discussion. Right. You know, when your flesh rips off your bones and that uh-huh. kind of thing, it doesn't really matter what's happening there. Right. When Another you go big a little factor, further out, yeah. well, Another big... again, you get that dust, right. and that dust continues to radiate, like you said. You now, they're saying that, that the fallout, the small particulate dust, is you don't have to worry about it so much because most of it stays up in the atmosphere mm-hmm. and only a little bit comes down it doesn't carry a lot of radiation the real yep. fallout worry is the bigger stuff like uh it's like a fine sand they say that comes down mm. or a pumice and that's super radioactive so you want to stay away from that that's what you're trying to wash down now the other the other thing that a lot of people don't think about after a nuclear strike like that is godzilla attacks Ooh, that's a given yeah i, I mean, mean we haven't covered that but we might want to do a whole show about godzilla attacks but you know, Just now some of there. you might be saying, well, you know, we like to deal with fact. Mm-hmm. And I say, come on, really? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, actually, there I found this neat website when we were uh, looking into things. And, you know, we talked about the blast radius and, right. and where we should be. There is a, a website. Now, you may end up on a list. So mm. I don't know. But if you type in nuclear secrecy dot com you can pick a city mm-hmm. like anywhere you want and you can actually even move it to anywhere in the city where the detonation is going to be on a map okay so you can plot out Wait, your oh it gets better you plot out exactly where you select so you you pick your city or you type the name you enter the yield in kilotons of the okay, bomb so you figure you out what size what bomb you with. have right and then you then, pick your spot wait, then you pick the height that you want, is it an air burst or is it a surface burst? Okay. You're going to put that in. Then you're going to freaking click the button that says detonate. Now, I don't know what happens when you hit this button. <laughs> don't touch it, dude. <laughs> don't do it. But I'm just saying we could try that out later. I mean, I want the podcast to come out. So, you know, I don't know. Mm. Um, and then, oh, you can launch multiple. Oh, nice. But anyway, then... It's going to show you the blast radius. It's going to show you radiation areas. It is going to show you. All right, hang on. I'm, I'm looking. 
Oh, and you can select don't log my usage data. (laughs) (laughs) That's just awesome. All right. But, oh, sorry, you can check casualties or radioactive fallout. You can select right, So which, if you're planning on it setting off an, a bomb, Or just having one set off best. near you and yeah. you have the pertinent details. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you would be like, hey, let me notify somebody. Mm-hmm. It, because I feel like there might be a whatever size bomb in whatever city. Right. And you can get in your car. Or you could just check it out on here and be mm-hmm. like, eh, no, I'm good. Start driving, dude. I'm good. Don't even sweat it. So anyway, I just thought you guys might appreciate that. I think the uh, heading of it was Nuke Map by Google. Nuke Map. Nuke Map official site sponsored by Google. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. It wasn't sponsored by Google. It's a Google Maps mashup that calculates. Oh, okay. They used it to coordinate. Mm. Oh, My bad on that. Sorry, Google. You know. Wasn't trying to piss anybody off over there. Um, all right, now that I got us off task, I was just kind of excited about that one. <laughs> no, it's exciting. It's a cool little website there. Um, now we can check out, uh, talk about building our own shelters here. Well, did you, that was that was all your government? Are there any others? Did you have like a list? Or? Well, no, I just, I just went through some of them. Looked okay. looked over some of them are are terrible. A lot of them are are designed for like ninety people. I do know if you guys want to check out Jesse Ventura, he's hot on the trail of of government hideouts. Oh yeah, and that they're you know they're okay. looking to get out. Now, sure, he may hate Chris Kyle. Mm-hmm. He may have sued his dead wife or his yeah widow. His widow. He may be a real turd of a kind of guy, mm-hmm. but. When it comes to conspiracy, he seems to have some half-baked ideas. Yeah. So, you know, if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to see an Alex Jones, Jesse Ventura fist fight. That's yeah. what I want. No, WrestleMania. Not bad. WrestleMania. I'm All putting right. my money on Jesse Ventura, but I'm not sure. You Alex know, Jones has that rage. Has, <laughs> he does, and then he might be crying, though. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, man, we're making enemies tonight. <laughs> so, anyway, we're going to build our own bomb shelter. We're going to build our own bomb shelter. Or maybe purchase one. Or purchase one. So, There's definitely a lot for sale. Let's uh, let's see what our options right. are. So, our types. Let's talk about shelter types. Okay. Now, this is a list that the government provided. And I don't think that these types are really, really significant. But let's just run through them. Let's. Uh, expedience. That would be a bomb shelter that you have ready, readily accessible. Now, today I don't think we have much of a warning if that a nuclear strike is going to happen. I think you're usually talking about, I mean, you know, an ICBM, the ones Korea's been doing. We've been hearing on the news somewhere around 8 minutes, eight 12 minutes, minutes something yeah. like so that. That's now, I don't know if the government's going to call you and yeah. be like, hey – Twelve Any minutes, shelter you guys. Want better be close by. It better be expedient. At one point, it was like three hours. You had yeah, no, three hours warning. That That's not the case anymore. Um, now, now it, a real country, somebody brings a sub. You could be talking about two minutes. It's mm-hmm. it's really uh, yeah. Um, now, uh, personal family bomb shelters. That's probably what we're talking about here in this show. Um, then there's community bomb shelters. A lot of places built. I saw one, they built an entire school underground Ooh. as a bomb shelter, and the kids would just go up on top to play. No, wait, didn't they build the city of Boston underground or something? The Big, the big dig. dig? Yeah. Is that really the, uh, the hideout know, for the end of the world? 
that or um, it might just collapse on itself. That might not end well. Uh, they were having some problems with those tiles falling off the ceiling and, and going through windshields Israel and stuff. Israel has the big uh, bomb shelters all over with, with the schools and stuff like that. Yeah. They have schools that are inside concrete uh, bunkers kind mm. of thing. And so, They're yeah, a bit ahead of, a cur- ahead of the curb. They're on it. All right. Community shelters. That's the one we were talking about there. Okay. Uh, multi-purpose shelters. We talked about that earlier. That would be more like a hurricane, tornado, uh, you know, bomb shelters that that would serve m- many purposes, right? Okay. And hidden shelters. That would be something that nobody else would know about. You know, your secret hidey hole. Yeah, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Or is that what now, I want? Now, why they list these as different types, I don't know because it seems like mine would cover three of them. A hidden one, uh personal family, and the expediency, you oh, know? Well, maybe you're hiding it from your family. Uh, That's that, a danger zone right there. Can, I'm not going <laughs> to tell her. Um, you're on the outside. <laughs> the door's closed. It's too late for you. I forgot the combination. <laughs> All right, so... um. You want to go underground, um, but you need to check your soil conditions first. Uh, if you're digging out, read that, and you're doing the, you know, if you're digging out a, a space to build your bomb shelter and it's sandy ground, you got to be careful that it doesn't collapse in on you. You want to dig it back. You also want to watch out for, um, you know, if you have a high water table. Okay. You know, you can't put a bomb shelter 15 feet underground if your, you know, water table is three feet. That would be a problem. So you want to keep an eye Unless on Unless they have that whole dry lock system going on. No. Yeah, that's true. That's Secret true. of the pros right mm-hmm. there. Yep. Um, you want to start with uh, digging your hole, getting your space. You want to, you want to, if possible, you want to do it at the bottom of a hill, you know, or, you know, kind of a, a ravine type area where two hills meet where you don't have a high flow of stream water and things like that coming through. Um. Concrete footing, you can do concrete walls. You can also do uh, block walls. It's not going to make much of a difference if you're burying the whole thing. All right. You know, you you obviously don't want water seeping through into your bomb shelter through your through your block walls. But you know, you can you can uh, seal that up. Two points of egress. There's a good chance that with a blast or with a hurricane or a tornado, you might be spending the rest of your life in there if uh, one of your doors are blocked. Um, you want to maximize your space in there, you know, fold up beds, uh, portable cooking stove, um, battery powered lights, that sort of thing. Uh, getting a generator going with a bomb shelter in conjunction while you're able to protect your, your generator, it's pretty big undertaking. It's not, uh, not so easy. You're looking at spending and, you know, doubling your money there if you want to, want a generator to power your, your underground bunker that you're building in your backyard. Um, an escape shaft should have blast doors at the top and bottom. That'll the blast doors are going to protect you from radiation if the top of the shaft gets gets damaged. You don't want your fallout coming down and and right into your uh, right into your your spot. Um, now I was looking at air filtration systems. That's always the concern: is how do you deal with ventilation? You mm-hmm. know, they said uh, they said that it's not even a big deal. Really. Yep, the ventilation because uh, you 
you don't want the pipe sticking straight up in the air. You want to do like a, a bend, you know, pipe coming up out of the ground and then bending down. Because everything that's the fallout is falling, you know, it's not going to go back up. Okay. But you do want some sort of filtration system. Now, do you need that somewhat high off the ground? Is that going to help or it really doesn't matter? Well, I mean, you want to clear that it doesn't get get blocked, blocked but, but that's it. But it didn't need it. to be like four feet or something. Yeah. Or and I did okay. look up a safe cell NBC air filtration system. They're pretty uh, interesting, but they're pretty pricey. Now, do we need – how do we have like – positive press. how do we have air moving i guess is the question all right so uh they said that um you can use get an electric pump but most of the old shelters had uh hand crank pumps really? so, so you, you can just crank it yourself air. you just do it yeah, yourself. that makes sense that yeah. that sounds simple it sounds smart right right and it's i mean if your bomb shelter is built correctly you're gonna be breathing in uh you know what you're breathing out pretty quickly so you want to keep the air moving, you know? You can end up dying of carbon monoxide poisoning from just breathing each other's uh, exhaled breath, you know, if you're down there long enough. So we shouldn't go to sleep. Don't sleep. Okay. Um, now, I was looking up this, uh, the, the heavy fallout that's actually going to be coming down. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be producing gamma radiation. Mm. So... The minimum for protection for gamma radiation is two and a half inches of concrete or three and a half inches of packed dirt or a half inch of lead. Now, most of what I read said you want to do at least a foot of concrete and three feet of earth on top of it. Wow. I'd stick to that. You know, more shielding is better. But, um, you know. Do we do what she will if you're on a if you're on a budget, you know? And you should be preparing your shelter for an extended stay. It's not gonna be fun being cramped up with a bunch of people. You so know. bring Monopoly, because that game goes on forever Just anyway. Ever. And uh, I mean, uh, you could do you could lose seven days like that, <laughs> you know? Yep. Bring your books, bring uh, you know, like I said, battery powered lights. You're gonna want to have flashlights, LED lights that you know something that's gonna. Last. That solar charger is not gonna yeah, work you're while so, you're, you're fucked inside on that. the. Uh... You're gonna want to have some sort of communication if you want to run some sort of an antenna out of your. Yeah, you're gonna have to have a wire your... going all the way yeah. up. Yep. You're gonna have to, you know, but if you're gonna communicate outside of that bunker, Even you're gonna have to have able something. Even to have a radio where you can kind of hear if hey. Right. You know, like that movie we talked about, uh, you know, you don't know if the world didn't blow it up. It turned out it was just a false alarm, the and you're down there for two weeks. on the weeks. guy's house, and you're down there for, you know. <laughs> uh, just saying. Now, food and water, obviously. You know, we, we've done the shows on prepping and, and storing your food and water. Maybe if you're storing the food and water, you want to just keep it there just to be safe, you know? Um. Cooling systems. All right. Now, if you're underground, you're gonna the walls are gonna be at a steady, you know, at what sixty eight degrees, something like yeah, that. It's more like sixty, but yeah. But with the body heat of the people in there, and truth is that the size of the shelter and the amount of people you're gonna have in there, it's gonna be kind of packed and it's gonna get hot quick. So you're gonna want to have it's some gonna sort be of me. Cooling. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> some sort of cooling system in there. All right. Um, there's a lot of them for sale. Just like there's a lot of bunkers and stuff. People will come and build these amazing bunkers for you. But, you I'm know, interested. if you're a do-it-yourself guy, these are things you want to keep in mind. All right. No, I like the uh, ventilation. 
Because what if I'm like, it's so damn hot. I just have to go outside just one time. Mm. No. Now, what are you going to do when you come out of the shelter and you're all weak from not moving around and your uh, eyes are all squinty because you I haven't seen daylight? I think I know daylight. where you're going with this. You got to stay fit. You do have to stay fit. Now, um, you know. Now, this might also apply if you're like caught up in a, uh, you know, in the city. Survival, you have to hunker down. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. You know, if you're not out moving. Yep. You go go soft quick, man. You want to you want to come out of your shelter and just get uh beat down by a bunch of uh, radiated mutants. So, uh, you know, I think I think it would be good to have a, a basic fitness regimen. You know, even if it's just push ups, sit ups, you want to do some sort of cardio. Uh, I recently got myself a, a treadmill. It's kind of an old piece of crap, but you can get an old. Uh, bike. What I would like to see, though, is this treadmill is going to be hooked up to a fan that's circulating the right. air. Right. The bike. You can produce electricity with a bike if you set it up right. They used now, to make them in the seventies. This actually, this idea came from a listener, from Connor, mm-hmm. who sent in and was like, "Hey, you know, I noticed trucks getting a little soft around the midsection." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You know, maybe you guys should think about fitness when it comes to being preppers." And I was like, man, that's really insensitive. But, you know, it's a valid After point. Chuck was done crying After for a half hour. After I stopped crying. <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, maybe I'll put down the beer. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I won't. I don't know. So, but no, I, I, you know, that's the thing. You got to find a balance between burning too many calories. Because is food an issue? You know, mm-hmm. are you limited with your food supplies? If it's seven days, honestly, I would like to think, or 14 days, I'd like to think that if you went to all the trouble to build a bomb shelter, you could kind of plant some serious food for 14 days. Right. Um, You know, with these uh, food storage companies, they sell you the stuff. They don't take up a lot of space. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, oh, here's a month of food for one person, and it's, you know, two square feet. You know, it's not anything crazy. So... Hopefully, if you're planning, you can kind of work something like that in. But, you know, I I would honestly like to see like an hour of movement a day. You know, maybe you break it up to two 30-minute kind of things. Yeah. But be it a treadmill, be it some push-ups, maybe mixing it up, jumping jacks, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, working that in, that's definitely something to consider yeah yeah i mean it it doesn't help you out if you uh survive the radiation then you you go outside your shelter and you can you can't you can't move anymore you know been crammed up in that that space all day it's like when you go on one of those long car rides and you get out of the car after six hours atrophy yeah it's uh, a lot worse than that now what are you gonna do with your waste your poop Oh, technical foul. Compost toilets, my friend. I got to Compost toilets. I have some experience with compost toilets when it came to the whole tiny house business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to say, it masks it pretty well. Yeah. Um, Just straight. And I'm not talking about the fancy, you know, $2,000 incinerators and like this. And they have cool things. I'm talking about just straight uh, 
straight wood shavings. Uh huh. Mix it on top and just keep it going. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I would like to see maybe the urine leaving the. Yeah, it'd be facility. nice to. Uh, it definitely would be nice to um, have a, a a drain. Maybe at the you're bottom filtering with a check that valve. urine back into uh, drinkable water. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do you're that. You're always talking. If I'm about ever it. in a situation where I have to drink my own piss, I'm just gonna die. You're just gonna die. Give it's up. It's not gonna happen. It's over. So yeah, I'd like to see the waste, uh, you know, expelled. Mm-hmm. The uh, especially the urine. The other stuff you're saying, well, it sinks bad. Maybe get a lid on that five-gallon bucket Yeah, with the compost savings. Um, something to think about. Something to keep in mind there. Now, I saw a lot of um, bunkers I was looking at uh, online. You know, people built their own bunkers yeah. and this and that. Uh, one thing I, I saw that I uh, was not super excited about was a lot of people were just digging holes and burying uh, Connex boxes in there. Yes. And then cutting a hole in the top. Now tell me for, about that. To get in and out. Ah, uh, yeah. And they yeah. just bury the whole Connex box. That's not going to work, dude. It's not safe. It's not safe. Connex boxes are meant to be stackable, yes. But they're they not meant for that. They have a rigid frame on yeah. the outside. The frame. Mm-hmm. The roof cannot hold three feet of dirt. Yeah. This and will the end walls badly. are going to crush in. Now, you, hypothetically, yes, you could dig a hole. Build a concrete pad, set your Connex box on it, and pour, pour concrete, concrete walls around it. Right, but at that point, you might as well just not even have the Connex box. Yeah, touche. Mm-hmm. So, just putting it out there for the five if grand that plan, you might spend on a Connex box. Mm-hmm. That's what I was seeing them on. Yeah, yeah, I saw as low as three grand, but right. you're you're going to be hard pressed to get. But it you can buy some cheap. cinder blocks for that. Yeah, get them delivered. You know, it's just as easy, and you're going to have to. Firm it up anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, just stick, that, that's just a no go if that's your plan. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you just want to put like an inch of dirt on top. But you were saying that even the walls would crush in as well. Yeah, even the walls would cave hearing, in. Huh? They're not. They're not designed to hold back that that back pressure, especially if you know starts raining and the ground gets saturated. It's going to add all that more more weight to it. It's not designed for that lateral lateral yeah. pressure. So don't don't Sounds crush yourself great. to death now. You saw some kind of shelters that companies will come and build for you? Yeah, there are a bunch of them, man. There was, uh, let me see here. There's um, one website I had checked out. Um, uh, they do uh, safe rooms, um, bomb shelter kits, uh, blast Blast doors, ventilation piping, blast hatches, um, but you can call them right up, man. Uh, give them a call at 541-459-1806. They give you free uh, free estimates for your, your whole jam. It's called uh, American Safe Room is the name of the company. And uh, if you got money to spend, man, they will set you right up. Put it all together for you so you're uh, not lacking in anything. And they've got these uh, amazing blast-proof doors that I was checking out. They're like 600-pound steel doors. You set the frame, and then you pour concrete into the doors. So, you know, it gives you a double double protection there. That way you can install these heavy-duty doors without having to move, you know, 3,000 pounds of weight to set the door in place. 
So they've got definitely a lot of uh, interesting shit on there. Um, if you go to americansaferoom.com, you can check them out. Um, do you want to talk about the difference between bomb shelters and fallout shelters? Kevin, I feel like you're going to enlighten us. Oh, yeah. Because a fallout shelter, totally different thing. Really? Didn't realize this until I started you know, doing the work on the show. So the one is going to keep us safe from radiation, fallout? Fallout is going to keep you safe from radiation, not from a blast. All right. But now, not from a blast. Not from a blast. I kind of feel like I want both at the same time. Well, you can build a fallout shelter in your living room in 15 minutes. With some saran wrap wrapping. <laughs> now, basically a fallout shelter, what you want to do is is you want a basement, you know? And you can actually build cinder block walls in your basement. Uh Fallout shelter, all a fallout shelter needs to do is protect you from radiative particles that will fall from the sky after an explosion. Uh, filters are not important in a fallout shelter because you're just breathing the air. You're just getting protected from the, the falling debris. Um, you can build it in the corner of your basement, just, you know, cinder block it up with right. a door. Or... Uh, you can you could even slide a table into a corner of your basement and pull bookshelves with books on them around you. You know, all you're really wanting to do is protect that radiated dust, protect yourself from that radiated dust from getting on you. So, is it getting on shelter, you, or is it still radiating through the walls on me? See? Yeah, 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 yeah. But a fallout shelter is not the same as a bomb shelter. All right, I'll give you so that. So fallout shelter, you're still a danger, but you want to protect yourself from the radiation that's coming down around you. Uh, bookshelf, cinder block walls, basement, all these things can protect you from, from the fallout. Now, if you get stuck out in the fallout, you want to immediately get inside someplace, bag up your clothes, get them away from any people or animals so that the radiation from your clothes doesn't doesn't affect anybody. You want to wash with soap and water, shampoo your hair gently. You want to gently do this cuz your uh, your, your skin hair is, is falling fall off. Yeah, yeah, everything is falling off. Well. Your fingernails are falling off. You want to scrub gently. And now what I read was don't use conditioner because the conditioner will bind the radiation to your head. Really? Yes. So when you're washing yourself after you're out in the radiation, that sounds don't like use the, the badass tip of the day. Is what <laughs> that sounds like. Yeah, good stuff, man. Now, let's talk about some of the shitty, shitty ideas they had in the 1960s about how to protect yourself when the bombs go off and you're outdoors. What should I do? Well... Some of the ideas here, all of which were terrible, were uh, go underneath the bridge, find a cave. Wait, you're coming up with my favorite next, aren't you? Yes. Dig a hole and drive your car over top of it. <laughs> and you could, like, change the muffler or whatever else. <laughs> Do all sorts of work while you're down there. That's an awesome idea. Uh, all these ideas are terrible ideas. But if you got nowhere to go and there is a cave available, that's probably your best bet. 
Nice. If there's nowhere to go, hide under an underpass. But you're a lot better. If there's an underpass, you're a lot better running the 15 minutes it takes you to get to a building. Now, if you can get into the center of a building, you're probably pretty safe. A big, you know, a big building. I'm talking about a urban urban area. Um. Now, if you're outdoors and you see the explosion happen, you see the light, and there's no place to go. You're going to want to find any kind of protection you can get, whether it's a rock, Stacking bodies. whatever. Lay down on the ground and cover your head, and the blast might go right over top Woo! of you. It's possible. It's not likely. You're probably going to die, but it's possible it could just go or right like over Indiana top of you. Indiana Jones jump in there's, a refrigerator. Yep. But that was if I could find protection. In most of the um, most of the outlying areas of the blast radius, the foot above between the ground, you know, the ground up, that foot was mostly undamaged altogether. Now you're still going to die. All your teeth are going to fall out, and your hair is going to fall out, and your fingernails are going to no. go, and you're still going to die of radiation. But you'll survive that initial blast, or you have the chance to. So, and you can just kind of take it in, like, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you see can watch the whole thing. You tried to nuke me, and freaking I'm still here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's that's it, man. I would love to see some uh, some uh, somebody write in and tell me about their, their bomb shelters. I don't have one. I really want to build one. Uh, I got bad. Uh, I got low high water table here, though, so I don't know if it's even worthwhile, you know? I'm just going to have to uh, go so far to get there. It's not going to be worth an effort, the effort. Right. Now, bunkers can also be used to, you know, as a great defense mechanism. But you have to remember if there's if there's if there are bad guys after you, they and they get you trapped, the they yeah. might even pee in the hole. On top. <laughs> they got you, you trapped. Know. They've got all sorts of resources, and you only have what you have in that shelter. So it's probably not the best bet unless they don't know where you're at, unless it's hidden. Chuck, you got anything to add here? I feel like you pretty much nailed it. I think we covered most of this here. Now, uh, I saw some interesting uh, shopping around. I saw some interesting um, shelters. Uh, even Lowe's has one you can buy for about eight grand, but it's kind of sketchy. It's made out of like a carbon fiber thing, and uh, it's not designed to be buried. So I don't know what the hell you're going to do with it. Really? That's it's, odd. It's designated as a as a tornado shelter. But if you can't bury it, I don't see the effect of that being being beneficial. Gorilla tape it to a it tree? Looks, it looks like it's designed to be buried, but they don't want to say you can bury it in case it collapses in on you. But if you're spending eight grand, man, I feel like I should be uh, pretty confident that I can do whatever I want with it. I would think so. Nope, not bad. Now... I don't know. You probably noticed I was dozing off. That's because I didn't have any coffee. Oh, you didn't have any coffee. Coffee. Running low. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's been good all week. Are you going to start yawning before too long? I'm start yawning. I'm just saying. You know? So, see Bag Locker Coffee. I think I'm going to have to hit up the website. Uh-huh. Make another order. SeeBagLockerCoffee.com. And uh, see what I can do there. Uh-huh. But otherwise, now we got a oh, we got a, a couple of uh, emails this week. We did get some emails. Um, we talked about uh, Connor that had uh, written in about um yep. uh, about doing the uh, 
getting some exercise in, getting some, uh, you know, some end of the world, uh, cardio and, uh, weight training in. Um, we might have to do a whole show on that. I think that's a pretty good, good topic. Yeah. Um, I have to expand a little bit. And, uh, we heard from Mike again. And, uh, so he brought up some, uh, questions about the next Civil War. We might have to, uh, look into this. We may have an episode. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, if you guys have any suggestions about, uh, episode, uh, topics, show topics, you can email us at, uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. Well, we actually got an email also from Ben this week. That's right. Ben wanted to, uh, do some, uh, information, maybe get into some information about boiling water, uh, that's not over a campfire, you know, different ways to go about Mixing it. Mixing it up. So we can get into that too. So a lot of good stuff coming up in the near future. Um, you guys know Patreon, I got to say, to all you guys who've been supporting us on Patreon, we really appreciate it. Sometimes the amounts go up, sometimes the amounts go down. I got to say, we love you, and any support is freaking awesome. And you yep. guys have been great to us, and we appreciate it. So just wanted to throw that out there. Hey, we notice, and we really do appreciate it. Um, also, uh, you might want to follow us on Facebook. A lot of good stuff going on there. Uh, I think it's facebook.com uh, slam prepping badass. Although we did change uh, that. That's still, I think, how you search it. But we did have to change it to survival prepping. Apparently, Facebook found the name offensive. Badass. And they didn't want to share it anymore. Okay. And so anything we were sharing was kind of just coming back and, oh, we don't like that. We find it offensive here in our friendly community. I mean, they're all about, you know, that stuff with, oh, I want to kill Whitey or something. You know, that's uh-huh. good. But badass, right. that's just a little offensive. And I think we have harsh. a uh, Kill Whitey uh, post going post up on up our Facebook. There. Now, yeah. that's if you no want to check it out. That, if you that's want to check no it out and find out about killing Whitey, then uh, go to the Facebook page. You can find the ah, video there. Trouble. So, basically, I think that's what started the Civil War, mm-hmm. is what we're getting at. But, uh, no, so that, you know, we have that website, preppingbadass.com. And uh, otherwise, shoot us some emails. We're happy to hear from you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Ooh.